Hello and welcome to the Entertainment Earth Toy of the Week podcast. I'm your host, Adam Paulus. It is Friday, August 3rd, 2018, and I'm happy I can now talk to you about the Star Wars Rogue One Vintage Collection. Let me get the name right, because they changed it on me. Imperial Combat Assault Tank. This was known as a hover tank during the era of Rogue One, which is interesting because unlike almost every vehicle in Star Wars, it doesn't actually hover. The Lego toy does say hover tank on the box. The Hasbro action figure one does not. So it is now the Imperial Combat Assault Tank. It's $79.99, which is a lot for a three and quarter inch vehicle. But if you collect these things, you've always probably said, well, what would be the be-all and end-all uh, make a thing just for collectors that kids might like and enjoy, but with collector interests in mind. What would that look like? And it would look like this. It is sizable. It is uh, just about 12 and a half, 13 inches long, and about seven and a half inches wide. So it's not huge, but it's big in spirit. And by that, I mean they really spent a lot of money on paint. It appears to have been molded in a gray plastic. But their paint applications on this thing are next-level amazing. Like, I I have a lot of toys. Hasbro has never done a Star Wars vehicle with a paint job this good. It's possible they've never done a product with a paint job this good. Because a gray vehicle looks brown. There's multiple layers of weathering, like little mud splotches and scrapes and dents. The cannons have scrapes and dents on them. The treads are muddy. The sides of the vehicle have all kinds of little gashes, and uh, there are little sculpted straps on the front. The there's kind of a uh, mesh you can't actually see through it, but it's a very fine plastic sculpted mesh. Little tiny details that are so small and feel smooth despite the fact they don't look that way. Uh, it has a removable cover for the engine access, like an old GI Joe vehicle, and you can pop open the front to get figures inside. There are two opening hatches. There's a storage area on the back with removable doors. There's three cargo containers. There are one, two, three articulated cannons. Uh, the treads and wheels roll, and there's no electronics or uh, other weirdness. Uh, I would have loved it if there was more onboard storage, but basically under the cargo containers, there is a series of doors that are kind of like the storage under Jabba the Hutt's old playset, if you're old enough to remember that. Uh, there are foot pegs in there too, so you can have more troopers in the back to have like a little army thing going for diorama purposes. Each cargo container is orange and heavily weathered. There are words in Ari Besh on them, which I have not bothered to translate yet but I am sure they say something interesting. Two of the three are just decorative, and they're decorated quite nicely. There's all kinds... There's more paint applications on these things than there were on most Star Wars figures. The third one, uh, and they all snap into place nicely, the third one opens up. There's two opening uh, lids, I guess, and then there are three kyber crystal containers you can pop out. And each kyber crystal container itself can be opened up to reveal different-looking kyber crystals inside. So it's intricate. There's a lot going on here. It's a lot more than the vehicle needs for something like this, but fans have been very vocal about how much they love Rogue One, and Hasbro has listened, and that's why you have this. There's also a super-articulated uh, Rogue One pilot tank driver coming out very soon, in addition to a Rogue One-specific Stormtrooper coming out next year, and that was revealed at Comic-Con, and uh, that should be exciting. Super-articulated uh, body from the Mimbin Trooper that's not out yet with... The helmet from the five points of articulation figure, or so, is what they tell me. When you open it up, and it's a little tricky to open up because it's kind of tight, but that's fine because you can get it open. I usually just pop open one of the hashes and stick my finger in there and use that to pull it open. So let's do that now. 
and now it's open, and you can see seating. Uh, there's seating for a, a driver and a gunner. Uh, the yoke on the higher seat, one is elevated, uh, swivels right and left. There are pre-applied stickers and a ton, a ton of sculpted detail, some of which are separate pieces. There's uh, painted light bits and buttons and switches galore. There's weathering inside the interior. Uh, every little bit of it has some sort of sculpting on it. Nothing is flat, and a lot of it are extra pieces. If you bought a lot of these toys, and I have, you might remember like the uh, Episode 1 Federation tank. You pop open the lid, and you look underneath, and there's all these little sculpted details. This one has those too, but in addition to that, there's separate pieces in separate colors of plastic showing fans and vents and other uh, colors of plastic that are glued in place. They really went the extra mile here, and that's why you're paying for them going the extra mile here. I don't believe I've ever seen another Star Wars vehicle that really went for it as much as this one did, other than only the one of the three containers opens up, and really that's perfectly fine. I don't think they spared any expense in making something that any collector who does dioramas would love. This might well be the best vehicle they ever do, because, you know, I hate to say it, but it's it's $79.99. It comes in a vintage box. It is beautiful. It's anything a fan could ever ask for, along with the uh, Hasbro Toy Shop sale barge, which seems to be going similarly bonkers painting, incredible detail, so many opening elements... There's really nothing I could imagine they added to this hover tank short of things that you don't want, like electronics or firing rockets. And obviously, since it's not a hovering hover tank, there wouldn't be a hover mode, but we don't have technology for that yet anyway. And the air conditioning's running, so I better hurry up. Uh, the sculpted detail is really great. Everything snaps into place really well. It looks gorgeous. Like, the amount of paint on this thing... I didn't realize it was molded in gray. I had to open it up and look and find some bare plastic, and it's like, holy cow, this thing's not really brown. They really did a great job. When you open the hatches, the interior of the hatch is not only sculpted, but painted. There's extra gray and brown on it. It's ridiculous. I can't imagine ever seeing anything quite this amazing out of Hasbro. It's clear they're seeing what other high-end toy makers are doing and going for it. Um, there are only so many vehicles left to do that fans haven't already bought a dozen times. And I can't imagine we're going to see a heck of a lot more of them. I hope we do. I mean, there's so many vehicles that would be cool to see done uh, better, more for the very first time, in a format that's this good. If they only do a couple a year, I'm sure it's sustainable. There aren't a lot of other vehicles this year. Other than uh, New TIE Fighter, which we just posted, we didn't really see pictures of this until somebody got them in their hands. Uh, fansite Yakface.com posted some photos, and it shows this extreme battle damage where you can actually rip open part of the cockpit. And it looks like Whatever Hasbro's doing with vehicles right now, when you let them go after they see a movie and actually have time to make something from the reference, you'll get something good. Really good. Like, the Big Millennium Falcon was pretty amazing. The large AT-AT was incredible. I loved the uh, ATTE walker, the turbo tank. Those were great. Even the Republic shuttle was really cool because it turned into a playset, and they did a great job with the uh, Trade Federation MTT. Those big and expensive vehicles made after the movies came out, did a really good job of giving you something big and impressive with toy features that make a lot of sense. I, I, I gotta give to the Republic gunship, too. That came out around the time of Episode 2. And for the price, incredible. And it had a lot of detailing in it, too. And you couldn't ask for too much more than that. I mean, I'm sure they could throw in a weapons rack or something cool in a future new version, but that's never gonna happen. So, um... Before I digress too much, get yourself an Imperial Combat Assault Tank, especially if you have a bunch of trooper figures. I think you'll get a kick out of it. I got uh, 
I haven't put my figures in it yet, I'll be honest with you, because I just opened this the other night and haven't had time to go dig out some Stormtroopers to give it a whirl, but it's narrow, so some figures might have a harder time fitting than others, but everything about the vehicle itself looks cool. If you had a bunch of these on the display, I think you'd be very happy. Uh, it just would cost you a lot of money, because they're really cool and really well detailed, and I'm sure a customizer could do some work to make it even better, but looking at it, I, I don't know why you'd want to ruin it by mustn't with it at all. It's it's perfect. It's beautiful. And uh, I'm going to treasure mine. And I'm probably going to keep the box, too, because it's a really nice box. And, uh, you know, I like Rogue One a lot, and I like the toys a lot. I just hope they do a lot more. That's all I got to say. Uh, get yourself a tank. Uh, you'll say tanks for the memories. No, you won't. That's terrible. But uh, I think you'll get a tremendous kick out of it, especially if you're a long-term Star Wars fan. And you bought a lot of stuff, and maybe you haven't been impressed by everything. There's a lot of good vehicles, but not a lot of vehicles you just look at and you're like, Wow, I can't believe they made that. This is one of them. Or you might say, it's too small, and you're not going to be wrong. It is small, but uh, it does everything I could want a vehicle like this to do, short of talk. And, you know, you've heard some of the Force Link clips. Some of them are really great. Most of the technology ones are, so maybe that would have been cool to have on here. But... To meet the needs of virtually every collector I've ever met, if you take down the notes that people say to Hasbro people at Comic-Con, I want a vehicle in a vintage box. I want it to have the best paint ever. I don't want to have to put a lot of stickers on it. I want it to have uh, battle damage. I want it to have cool accessories. I want it to have foot pegs for my figures. This nails it. I mean, I, I don't think they could have done anything else to... Uh, I keep saying that, but it's true. It's just really impressive. So... I'm going to put that on my desk now, and hopefully it won't fall over on the edge because the keyboard's there too. Uh, and I'm going to say I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the Entertainment Earth podcast. Get yourself a hover tank, or if you don't get one, look online at the gallery. Maybe it's not for you. Obviously, every toy is not for everybody. I know a lot of people don't like the Disney-era stuff at all for any reason. But this is good old-fashioned imperial weirdness with orange cargo containers and so many little secret messages in Ari Besh that I... Uh, I hope they say something interesting, otherwise you'll be like, ah, it was depressing. It says, caution, live animals, or something like that, but I don't know. I will see you guys next week. Have a safe weekend.